Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High by Kerry Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. The big, so what? Our daily interactions can hold pivotal moments with outcomes that affect the quality of our relationships, career, and life. This book helps us to identify and effectively conduct crucial conversations so we can overcome difficult or sensitive issues to improve results and achieve our desired outcomes. Introduction The authors started with the goal to find what makes some people more effective than others. They discovered that the most outstanding leaders are able to influence the outcomes of difficult but vital conversations without offending others. By following these leaders, observing how they handled such conversations, developing and testing theories and tools, the authors developed the tips in this book. In this summary, we will provide an overview of the seven key principles and associated skills of crucial conversations. For more detailed tips, powerful examples, and exercises, do refer to the book. Crucial Conversations, What They Are and Why They're Crucial Crucial conversations have three key components, high stakes, differing views, and strong emotions. They may not involve big issues, but their outcomes can affect the quality of our lives. For example, an innocent remark to your neighbor about their late night or noisy parties can unexpectedly degenerate into a shouting match. Overnight, your two families end up in a cold war and both sides are unhappy. Unfortunately, we are usually at our worst performance when faced with crucial conversations because the issues are important and often personal to us. Our emotions take over, pushing logic aside, and things start to spiral downwards. The Seven Principles to Mastering Crucial Conversations When we enter a conversation, we bring along our beliefs, experiences, emotions, and perspectives. These jointly form our pool of meaning. An effective dialogue involves two or more people exchanging meaning freely between them. For this to happen, we must make it safe for people to contribute their meaning to a common pool. That way, everyone can get a more complete picture, build on them, and arrive at a more informed decision with greater understanding and ownership. On the other hand, Conflict arises when people hold different opinions and pools of meaning. Instead of a free and constructive exchange, people either become silent and withdrawn, or they become violent and aggressive. Now, let's look at how to identify crucial conversations and how to master the seven sets of skills to handle them. Part 1. Start with the heart. This involves getting your heart right and avoiding the fool's choice. First, know and focus 
on what you truly want. Imagine this. You've just explained to your team how critical it is to complete the current project on schedule and urge everyone to complete their tasks by this week. One of your staff points out that two days ago, you agreed to defer a vital input by another department, which caused a delay to your team's output. You feel offended by this open challenge and are tempted to dismiss the comment or to retort with a sarcastic remark. How should you react? This is a common problem in crucial conversations. We lose sight of our original goals and become distracted by one of these three less noble goals. Winning the argument or proving ourselves right. Punishing the other person for making us feel embarrassed, disrespected, hurt, or avoiding conflict. To overcome this, you must get clear on your objectives. Break down your goals into three parts. What you really want for yourself, others, and the relationship. Then, when faced with situations like the one earlier, take a step back. Examine if your motives have shifted. For example, if you're now focused on defending your ego rather than completing the project on schedule. Then, refocus and consider what you should do to achieve your real goals. The second component of start with heart is to refuse the fool's choice. Often, we mistakenly think there are only two options. For example, talk to your spouse about her bad habit and make her unhappy, or avoid the topic altogether. During crucial conversations, we feel threatened, our brain shuts down, and we're even more likely to settle for the fool's choice. The better approach is to realize that the options are not mutually exclusive. It is possible to voice your concerns while maintaining respect or a positive relationship. Get clear on what you truly want, what you truly don't want, and figure out how to achieve both objectives. Using the word and to frame your question, for example, how can I talk to my spouse about her bad habit and not make her unhappy? Or how can I request for flexible work arrangements and keep my promotion? Part 2. Learn to look. Most people only focus on the content, for example, the words of a discussion, but neglect the more subtle conditions, for example, feelings or tones. Become aware when a dialogue is breaking down so you can bring it back on track. Here are three conditions to look out for. First, look for signs that a conversation has shifted from a normal one to a crucial one. These include physical cues, such as tightening of the chest or fist clenching, emotional cues, such as feelings of fear or hurt, and behavioral cues, such as finger pointing or raised voices. Second, look for loss of safety. When people feel safe, they share more freely. When they feel insecure, they retreat and become more defensive. Usually, they'll either resort to silence or violence. Silence could manifest as avoidance. For example, changing the subject, evading an answer, masking. For example, using indirect references or sarcasm or withdrawal. For example, leaving the dialogue. Violence could show up as controlling. For example, exaggerating facts, using labels, 
like stupid or evil to discredit ideas or people, or attacking, threatening, or belittling others. Third, know your personal cues. Use the survey in the book to learn what reactions you're most prone to under stress so you can look out for them. Part 3. Make it safe. Once you see the signs that you or others feel unsafe, the best approach is to step out of the current conversation, restore safety, then resume the dialogue. With a safe environment, you can once again talk through things openly. There are two key conditions required for a safe dialogue, mutual purpose and mutual respect. To start a dialogue, people must have a mutual purpose. They must believe that you care about them and their goals. Have everyone clarify their goals using the start with heart questions. Then identify a common goal. This sets a positive context for the dialogue. Mutual respect is essential to sustain the dialogue. Once people feel that they're being disrespected, they shift their focus away from the discussion to protecting their pride. To restore safety, you need to stay connected by empathizing with others or by focusing on areas of similarities rather than differences. Let's now take a look at the techniques for restoring safety. Once you have stepped out of the conversation, you can use one or more of these three approaches. First, apologize. If you've caused someone pain due to your mistake, apologize first. If this brings back a safe space, you can proceed to explain what happened. If it doesn't, move on to the other methods. Second, use contrasting. If there has been a misunderstanding, not due to your fault, use this method. Start by addressing the other's concerns. For example, I didn't mean to give you the impression that I don't value your suggestions. Then, affirm your respect or clarify your true objectives. For example, I do appreciate the innovative and constructive ideas that you've been offering. Unlike an apology, contrasting is about putting things in perspective so you can prevent further breakdown in the dialogue or reduce the pain from a misunderstanding. Third, develop mutual purpose. If you and your partner or partners have different or even opposing goals, you'll need to first develop a common objective before you can resume an effective dialogue. Use the CRIB or CRIB approach to achieve this. C is for commit. Make a sincere unilateral commitment to stick with the conversation until you can find a solution. For example, it appears we have different views on this issue, but I'm committed to stick out our discussion until we find an outcome that meets both our goals. R is for recognize. Know that our purpose or what we want is different from our approach, what we say to get what we want. Ask people why they are making their request to understand their underlying goal. This allows you to step away from your original approach to find new alternatives. I is for invent. If your goal can't be achieved except at the other person's expense or vice versa, one option is to rise above the short-term goals and invent a broader, more inspiring common goal. B is for brainstorm to find new solutions that can achieve both parties' goals. These crib skills may be hard to apply when you're in the middle of an emotionally challenged conversation. 
The key is to learn these skills before crucial conversations take place. The improvements may be incremental, but any progress can bring positive results, and they add up over time. So far, we've explained how to start with heart, look for signs that safety has been breached, and how to make it safe. Next, we'll cover how to understand and manage different perspectives. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. Part 4. Master Your Stories To stay in dialogue despite negative feelings, you need to manage your emotions. First, you need to understand why people react emotionally and why the same circumstances can trigger different responses in different people. When we see or hear something, we create a story about why it happens and decide if it's good or bad. These affect how we feel, which affects how we act. The authors call this the path to action. Imagine you're in the middle of a meeting. You see a colleague lean over and whisper something to another colleague. Both of them snicker and one of them glances at you. You tell yourself angrily that they must be gossiping about you and make a mental note to confront them later. Such stories may be conjured so quickly that you feel upset without realizing the underlying story you've created. There are typically three types of stories that we tell ourselves. In the victim plot, we present ourselves as the victims and ignore how we may have contributed to the problem or situation. In the villain plot, we present the other party as a total villain, an idiot, maniac, slave driver, and ignore their positive or humane side. In the helpless plot, we present ourselves as having no choice but to do what we did. We tell such stories because they allow us to shirk responsibility and justify our actions. But the truth is, we have a part to play in most unhappy situations. Our feelings are a result of how we react to others, so we make ourselves upset. No one else can make us upset. Once we're upset, our emotions trigger our reactions and others' responses. To break the cycle, learn to master your stories. Pause what you're doing and retrace your path to action in reverse order. Take note of how you are acting, for example, if you're being withdrawn or aggressive. Identify the feelings behind those actions. Examine the story that's creating those feelings and check if the story is based on real facts, which can be measured and verified, or if there could be alternative explanations. Then tell the remaining story, filling in the missing perspectives to make them constructive. Specifically, convert victims to actors. Be aware of your role in the situation and take responsibilities for the mistakes you may have made. Convert villains to humans. View others through the lens of empathy to see their positive side and the reasons for their behaviors. Convert the helpless to the able. 
revisit the start with heart questions and identify what you could do to achieve your desired results. Part 5. State Your Path How do you convey something bad or controversial, yet maintain a positive, respectful tone? Here are five S-T-A-T-E, or state skills, to share your views without offending others. S is for share the facts. Start by saying what you saw or heard, rather than your story. Rather than say, you've been lying to me, it's safer to start with, you said you didn't know Esther, but I just saw a photograph of you two together. T is for tell your story using contrasting to minimize understanding and watching for signs that people feel unsafe. A stands for ask for others' paths. Encourage others to share their own facts, stories, and feelings, and be open-minded to their views. T is for talk tentatively. Present your stories as hypotheses rather than facts, using phrases like, I was wondering if, rather than, the point is, or my view is. Finally, E is for encourage testing. When others feel unsafe, they will be reluctant to share their honest views, stories, or feelings. Encourage testing by asking others, respectfully, to disprove your story. As you state your path, remember that your views are not the only valid ones. This brings us to the next principle. Part 6. Explore Others' Paths When you notice that safety has been breached, how do you proceed? Besides apologizing, using contrasting, and finding mutual purpose, we must be ready to listen. To do this, we must be sincere and genuinely interested in others' views, curious about why they feel the way they do and patient, recognizing that emotions shift slower than thoughts, and someone may feel emotionally unsafe even when they logically accept they're safe. Encourage others to share their views. By the time conversations turn crucial, they are already moving through the path to action. It's vital to manage our own emotions so we can focus on helping others to retrace their path. Our goal is to find the source and facts behind the stories and feelings. To do so, use these four listening tools. Ask, mirror, paraphrase, and prime. Ask them sincerely to share. For example, please help me to understand what's going on, or I'd really like to know what you're thinking about this. Use mirroring to confirm feelings. For example, you say you're fine, but you seem really tense. Paraphrase or summarize the message in your own words to make sure you've understood it correctly. As a last resort, if you sense that the other party is still withholding, try making a best guess of what their story may be. Then prime them. For example, are you thinking that this innovation is too risky? Even if you feel that the other person's views may not be right, Remember to keep an open mind. The goal is to keep the dialogue going. To minimize unnecessary disagreements, remember the ABC of effective dialogues. Agree. When you've secured a broad agreement, don't allow the small details to turn an agreement into an argument. 
for example, you've decided to proceed on a project but end up arguing about the start date. Build. If you're in broad agreement but lack specific information, reinforce the agreement, then focus on filling the missing gaps. Compare. When you have differing views, compare the stories to identify and understand the differences rather than dismiss either story as wrong. Part 7. Move to Action An effective dialogue allows us to develop shared meaning and shared purpose. However, reaching an agreement does not guarantee action and results. In this final step, we convert dialogue into action and results. The authors share four decision-making methods you can choose from. Command, Consultation, Voting, and Consensus. Command works well when decisions are necessitated by external factors like customer or industry demands or when the stakes are too low for detailed discussions. Consultation involves soliciting inputs or options from others before making a decision. Voting is great for choosing between several good options. And finally, consensus, which can be tedious and frustrating and should only be used for complex issues and or when it's vital to secure all stakeholders' support. In choosing between these four methods, consider who really cares to be involved and who has the know-how for sound decisions, whose support is essential for the decision to work, and how many people must be involved, proportionate to the importance of the issue. Once a decision has been made, ensure closure by clearly specifying who is to do what by when and establishing clear follow-up and accountability. Other details in the book to look out for. The book includes many useful case studies to illustrate crucial conversations at work, at home, and in the workplace, and how to apply the skills and tips to achieve your desired outcomes. There are several useful exercises for you to practice handling difficult situations. A style under stress survey and an entire chapter dedicated to examples of difficult or sensitive conversations, such as handling an overly sensitive spouse, blatant disrespect, or underperforming teammates. If you've enjoyed the outline in this summary, do get a copy of the book or go to www.crucialconversations.com for more details. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.